Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, hello, good morning, good evening, good night, grief, whenever you're listening. Listen, uh, let me know when you're listening and where, where, where you're hearing the, uh, on the, the, uh, the broadcast, whether you're hearing it here on Ball Talk Radio, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you're hearing it. Just send me an email, wls860 at gmail.com. Let me know where you're hearing the program. This morning, because it's morning here, uh, I want to talk about the fake fight for the hearts and votes of black America. Uh, we were... We are moving into the 2020 election season, and the political left has ramped up their campaign to convince black America they still love us, and we still need them. Um, The political right continues to bury their collective heads in the sand about the realities that face so many black Americans. Both parties uh, trot out tokens to persuade black people to get on board. Today, more and more black people have decided that there are – there is – and never has been a political solution for what ails Black America. Black America suffers with self-inflicted cultural and economic wounds, the wounds that can only be dealt with from inside the Black community. Uh, political parties have more than not been the enabler of self-destructive behavior in these communities. And um, this is what we're going to talk about for a little bit this morning. It's, I think more and more we're starting to see, um, you know, there was this, there's this whole walk-away movement um, from the Democrat Party, but people aren't walking necessarily out of the Democrat House into the Republican House, and that's and that's fine actually. What what the people are actually doing is walking out of the Democrat House and and that mindset, and starting to look at their own abilities and their own the own abilities of people in the in their communities for the solutions that happen in their communities. People are being honest about what's happening. That the way that a lot of folks have behaved in their communities is why their communities are in the situation that they are, that, that they're in. Um, the, 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 the drug use, the um, people who are behave, people who have ch- children out of wedlock, um, the, the hyper dependence on government assistance, all those things have been self-inflicted cultural and economic wounds in, in you know, into their communities that have put, Great cities like Detroit and great cities like Chicago and great cities like Los Angeles and, and East St. Louis and all around the country in the mess that they're in. And the only thing that government does or has parties have done is come in and sort of enable and coddle that no one's really telling the truth. That the truth be told is most of the problem in black America, not all, most of the problems are self-inflicted. The continuous dependence on the same set of legislators, this continuous dependence on the same set of people in government to make decisions. 
mountains, um, the continual dependence on the people with no vision. The, the continuing dependence on playing the blame game. The continue the continuing dependence on um, that racism is at the core of all our problems. People are breaking out of that mold, and it's good to see, and I'm happy to see it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, hope you enjoy the program. If you have any comments, please, uh, I'm going to try to open the chat room. I've not been successful opening the chat here on Blog Talk Radio in a long time, and I think it has something to do with um, that the flash is, ooh, it's a new one, um, is working, and I guess it's up. Look at there. It's different. Um, so, so how long I've been so how long since I've been in the chat? Uh, I don't know. I, I still don't know if uh, I still don't know if it works. Oh, it looks different. Cool. In any case, uh, we'll be back with more of the program right after these messages. In America, there are three proven ways to build wealth. Business, investment, and real estate. All three seem to have high hurdles to jump to get into, but believe it or not, real estate is the lowest of the three hurdles, and multifamily real estate investing is the best way to go. From duplexes to apartment complexes, multifamily investing brings the biggest bang for your investment buck. My friends at Buy It, Rent It, Profit and the Landlord Academy are ready, willing, and able to get you going on the path of building wealth. Contact Joe Ebanks and Brian Chavis at buyitrentitprofit.com. Buyitrentitprofit.com. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. All right, welcome back. We appreciate you um, showing up and doing your thing. Uh, again, the chat room, I believe, is open. So if you want to comment on the chat room and you don't want to be on the program necessarily, that's cool. I like to see – if, if you do if you do that, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, uh, while we're live, we're live at 10.07 a.m. Um, on the 5th of June. So if you're listening to this, you'll be able to tell if it's live or not. It would be cool. I like to see, I like to see how the chat room is work you know how how it works I see that 
you know, I have, I'm in the chat room and um, I see how that looks. I'd like to see all the people in there too. I'm just curious. I'm just, I'm just kind of a curious fellow. In any case, um, we are in that election season right now. And um, the left has come full out in making sure that black people know that the orange plague in the white house is the worst thing that ever happened to them. And, and, and the longer he stays there, the worse it's going to be for black America. When frankly, not really been the case but it's but and 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 really i don't want to get it i don't want to make this about trump uh good god i'm so sick of everything being about trump but the idea is is simple to me that it's the small thing it's the small thing it's the same old the other side republicans conservatives um hate black people they're racist and if um the left doesn't protect us black people, then um, it is interesting that we need to, I mean, it's interesting that if we don't accept them and, and sort of sign on to whatever they say, whatever they say is the thing to do, um, then we are, are voting, and I've heard this, that we're voting against our own best interest. Well, I'm somebody who looks at examples. I just like, okay, well, let's see how that worked out. And then I will. And then I will go to, I'll, you know what, and, and I'll pull the Detroit card. And, and, there, and I understand that there are a thousand reasons why Detroit um, suffered what it suffered. There are a thousand reasons that Newark, New Jersey suffered what it suffered. I mean, what it suffered. Um, there are a thousand reasons for what's happening in LA. There's a thousand reasons what's happened in East St. Louis. I mean, and, and there are, and other black communities around the country. There are, it isn't just one thing. And I think that sometimes because Twitter is monolithic in its thinking that we always, always like to boil it down to one thing. And it's more, and it's, it's always more than one thing. Detroit isn't in the mess that it's in, although there are, you know, Detroit is trying its best to, to crawl out of the hole that it was in. But Detroit isn't one of those cities that was in the mess it's in just because they have had Democrat leadership for 60 years. That's not the only reason. Because some of that time, it was it was one of the most prosperous cities in America. I mean, in the world, it was the it, it's, it's, it was Motor City for a reason. It was the, it was the the shining example of American engineering and ingenuity for some of that time too. So we can't just out of hand say, and this is the problem with with social media America, and that we that we look at a, a picture of some uh, abandoned buildings on fire that the Detroit fire department will let burn because they don't have, they don't want to pull the manpower out because they don't have the manpower to dedicate to putting out the fire of an abandoned building. And then it's easy just to say, you know, this is the city that um, has had Democrat leadership for, for 60 years and say, that's the problem. Well, no, it's a lot more. And, and, 
and I am into nuance. It's a lot more complicated than that. Please, before you get all crazy, I understand. I understand that. But you have to look at some of these cities and go, well, what is what? What's the underlying? What's some of the at least some of the underlying situations you have in a place? And these and it's funny. This, a lot of this stuff happens. I, I, I'm currently living in Florida. A lot of this stuff happens in in northern urban cities more than it does, frankly, in the south. Um, what can my question always is? What can the people who live in these communities, especially Black America, what can they do? What can we do? to sort of insulate ourselves from the madness that happens. Some of it's, it's possible that we can, you know what, insulate ourselves from some of it, but some of the institute, you know, see, see, this is what I'm, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you guys. Some of the institutional, especially economic institutional uh, devices make it, Difficult, obviously, to insulate yourselves or ourselves against everything because nobody in the country gets to insulate themselves against everything except for the, the, the super rich. That's why the super rich comes out and says that, that we should pay more in taxes because paying more in taxes doesn't bother them because they have it. <laughs> you know, you know uh, I'm sure Bill Gates doesn't care when the property, when property taxes or Sales tax goes up in Redmond, Washington, where I think they live. I don't think that he that, that he's concerned with the property. I mean, you know, the sales tax going up um, 0.5 percent for this or that. He doesn't he doesn't care. Doesn't really affect him. Now, those kind of increases sometimes have a have a deleterious effect on people like me and people like you. Like here where I live, the um, the sales tax in in the course of 24 hours because it took place on January 1st went up one and one half percent from seven from seven percent to eight and a half. That's a, that's a huge increase. And I know people go, well, it's just a penny. Well, it really, it really isn't a penny, you know, and you can figure it out. It's a 21.4% increase in the sales tax, a 21.4% increase. Everything you buy is now a fifth more expensive. It's 21% more expensive, everything you buy. Forget running sales. In order to run a sale, you've got to have 20% off to get back to where you were last, to get back to the price it was last year. Now, does that have the biggest effect on the the super well they they could care less it's it's people who are in underserved communities minority communities poor people black america this hurts us more than anybody especially in some of the cities that i've named however um in these cities they have a lot of Democrat leadership. This is one of those institutionalized economic things that we talk about, where we don't vote our best interest because we vote for the wrong, because we support and vote for the wrong people. And, and again, I want to get back to this isn't the only solutions. 
And not that Republicans, frankly, don't do the same crap to us. Which is why I said what I said in, in the open. A lot of black folks sort of getting out of the Democrat mindset. They're not running towards the Republican mind or, or the Republican Party either, because it's it, if you can picture this, it's two buildings side by side. Both of them are on fire. So when you run out of one, that doesn't mean that you automatically run into the other burning building. Let there be no doubt. Both political parties, both major political parties in this country are on fire, without a doubt. Both are on fire. There isn't, I mean, there's there's no other way. You know, there's no other way to look at it. But when people walk away, hashtag walk away, people aren't walking out of the Democrat Party and signing up to be Republicans. Well, hell no. I would suggest you not do that, frankly. I would suggest that you look at the institutionalized um, problems in your community that have more to do with with the with with, with culture. Oh, cool, cool. I, and I said cool. Sorry, I, I got. This is why I don't open open the chat um, because I'm completely. <laughs> completely tossed off by it. And the chat and, and it looks so much different now. Hey, what's going on, Vorp? Uh it's cool it's a cool looking chat now. It's got it's got a little um before it was just all text and now it's got a little pictures. It's cool. It's cool and it and, 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 and it seems seems to work. Let me see if I can say good morning. Um because you know what I can't do is, is type and talk. Ah it's cool. But um, that's really, you know, that's what that's what really. Oh, and I and I see if you, if I do that, I can I can say hello privately. Look at that, so people can talk behind each other's backs. Great, I love it. I love it. That's cool. Um, in any case, uh, so that's really what I think the deal is. That's what's that's what's really starting to happen. What's really starting to happen is that people are 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 especially black black people in Black America are getting out of the Democrat Party, but they're looking to solutions inside their own community. How can we stop these self-inflicted uh, cultural and economic wounds? Let's talk economics first. Um, the simple concept of how long. Can we keep a dollar, think about this, one single dollar, inside our own communities? I'll use my own community as an example. I live in, I live in Florida. I live in a place called Tampa. And in Tampa, I live in East Tampa. East Tampa is predominantly black. Now, it isn't like everybody who lives in East Tampa is destitute and on public assistance. Far from it. Now, the trick is this. The trick is if there is a dollar earned by a black person in East Tampa, where do they shop? This is one of the cultural – and I, I, know, I know this is going to sound racist and racial. Um, this is an important thing when you're thinking about building communities. This is it's – just, it's just real. 
this is this is just real. And conservatives and Republicans can bury their head in the sand and go la 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 identity identity politics. I don't want, I don't want to talk identity politics all you want. But if you're interested in building communities and really helping people long term, you've got to help them build their economy of where they live first. First. And what I find is a lot of my my Republican conservative friends get crazy when anytime black people want to talk about race. They just get they just get all nutty about it. I'm like, well, stop it. It ain't like it don't, you can't stick your fingers in your ears and, and la 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 like like, like these things don't exist because they uh, and they are important because they do exist and they are important. It, back to that dollar. It it depends on where people shop. How long that and the and the kind of places they shop, how long that dollar stays there. And we've seen the longer the dollar stays in the community, the better the community will be. That's the deal. <laughs> That's true too, unfortunately. Um and it's because and and, and a lot of it is because of this. If, if I can go, let me give you let me give you an example. If I can go if I, if I take a dollar and I go to a uh, a business in my community here in East Tampa that I know. Let me give you the perfect example, and I'll I'll give you a, pull back the curtain of my own personal life. I get my hair cut and my beard trimmed at Tillman's Barbershop. Okay, it's a black-owned barbershop owned by a dude named Emerson Tillman, who is fabulous, by the way. Now, what Emerson does. Emerson also has a car wash um, that's right that's at, on the same property. So when you're getting your hair you you getting your hair you know your haircut and your beard trimmed or whatever, you can get your car washed. Emerson hires black people primarily. I've not I've not I've not seen any white people. Okay, so what happens is he hires people who live in the community in the community as a matter of fact he said everybody who who works for him at the car wash walks to work they live in the community so when he pays them with the money that i give him that's another that's another time that's that's that that's that second transaction of the money staying in the community and they shop in the community and they build those 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 businesses in the community with the same dollar that I started with, and if those businesses do likewise, and the people that they employ do likewise, what you'll see is economic growth in those communities, and this is how you improve them because they they are they are improved from the inside out. Oh, car wash is a very honest living, and they do a hell of a job too. The quality is fabulous, but I'm not. You know, it's it's it isn't just what the job is. It's it, this just happens to be the example that that came to my mind. The idea is that that money stays in the community and helps build businesses. Now, if I did something else, if I did this, if I decided to get my hair cut at um, some national chain, 
in the suburbs, I give that money to the barber. That money goes right to the national chain whose office may be in Oshkosh or in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And that money hauls out, hauls ass out of the community immediately. And that does absolutely nothing to build the community economically. And we have a, t- and, and, and one of the self-inflicted wounds is that we have a tendency in our community to do just that. And we do that because of the cultural, uh, of the cultural pressure of consumerism. We got to have the latest this, the latest that, the latest bing, bing, that's like the latest this, the latest that. We got to have the Jordans. We got to have all of this stuff. And just because we buy the Jordans doesn't mean that money stays in the community because we go to a, a shoe store and we buy the $150, the $300 Jordans, and that money hauls out of the community at light speed. And I always think how much better it would have been to somehow, if you could have those $300 stay in the community and go from business to business and go from person to person in the community and build the community economically. Now, it's, I'm, I, I ain't going to tell you that it's easy because it's really, really hard to do because you have to have the business infrastructure to do it to start with. And in a lot of these communities, we don't have the business infrastructure. If you look at LA, even places, Crenshaw, my, my friend Tony Briggs, is um, starting Africa Town. He's one of the proponents of Africa Town in LA. Um, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, uh, you, you know what? And he's starting Africa Town. You know, in large cities, you have Chinatown, little Tokyo, little Mexico. You have all these all these little cultural places that actually work well for tourist areas. People, oh, we got to go to Chinatown. Oh, we got to go to this. Um, they become de- destinations. Is there a little Africa in place? So, so in that, so in LA, they are opening a place called um, Africa Town. Primarily black businesses. So the idea is um, that black businesses and 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 black pe- and, and people, anybody really, can shop at these and shop at these businesses. And what happens is. We got another. We got somebody else in the chat. Cool. And, and what happens is that that money stays in that community. That's the that's the trick. That's the trick. You have to somehow find a way to build the infrastructure, the economic infrastructure, to keep the dollars inside the community. Because if you can build, if because if you can build the community economically. What you won't need, what you won't need is outside influences uh, or dependency on welfare and, and the like. And again, not, and, and we don't, and, and not having the cultural self-inflicted wounds of, of, of thinking, well, I ain't going to work in a car wash. Well, why not? Oh, I need $15 an hour. Why? We're all going to start somewhere. We're all, we're all, we're all, we got to be willing culturally to understand that we have to build and we have to build ourselves. So that's something that we have, I don't know, that we've lost. 
that we've lost somehow. And that's bad. And that's a self-inflicted cultural wound. And we have to find ways to teach the next generation that we need to see seal that those wounds over and regain our strength and regain our bearings in these communities. And I think that that's, that's, what's, that's what's starting to happen in a lot of communities. Um, we're, we're, we're a whole hell of a long way away from it. And neither of the, political, uh, of the major political parties wants to talk about any of this at all because it ultimately, if it works well, doesn't um, concern them. It doesn't, neither, they, we don't need them because of it. You know? <laughs> War price in the chat. I'm too good to start at the bottom. Never mind. I I haven't earned it. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. And see. And this is this is something that we've got. This is a self-inflicted cultural wound that we've got to stop doing to ourselves. We have to start making our own, being proud of what we what we were able to build. I don't care if you if, if the mentality. Of course, and we heard this, President Obama, and I think that I wish that he hadn't said that because black people were listening. Well, you didn't build that. Well, the idea is that what you what, what I wish he had said was, we could build that. You can build that yourself. You have everything that you need inside you already. We come from a history of builders. We come from a history, a lineage of people who understood that they would have to work twice as hard to get half as, half as far. We have greatness in us. We have greatness in our people. We have great, I, that's, that's what I wish he had said. I suppose, well, you didn't build that. Well, I sure as hell did. I'm the one who was up, <laughs> you know. That's what I wish he had said. And now, this is because this is what needs, this is the message that needs to be said. You see, Vorp, and I, and I said in the beginning, there's a lot of moving parts to all of this. Yes, um, Vorp in the chat room, right, says that the kids need fathers to teach them. And we got to get those, you know, what we got get fathers back in the family unit, which means that, that somebody has to train the guys that are out there now that you're more than a progenitor. You're more than a sperm donor. And simply paying your child support is not enough. Simply paying your child support or having your child support come out of your paycheck because the state did, did that to you is not enough. We need men back in the families. We need we we need men back in the church. You go to black churches, actually, hell, you go to any church almost. Uh, you go to black churches, it's mostly female, which is why a pastor can't talk about living having children. Log pass can't talk about abortion. Pass can't talk about a whole bunch of things because seventy-five uh, percent of of his congregation are women. That's the deal. 
So we need we need black men especially to get back to their jobs um, in their families and their churches and their businesses and their communities to start taking the lead. Judges and probation officers treat fathers like second-class parents. Well, yes, because what they see, unfortunately, what they see is a lot of people who are who've been taught that they can shirk their responsibilities. And who have they been taught by? They've been taught by women that they can shirk their responsibilities. You have a bigger responsibility. And again, this, these problems are so multifaceted. Um, we could go off on tangents all day. We, I, I could do 16 hours of broadcasting um, and, and barely scratch the surface. First, I think the first thing we have to solve is the economic portion of this because now we're able to have the means by which to get back to a uh, a more traditional status with families in these communities. And men and men, and I know this sounds sexist and misogynistic, and a lot of people won't like it, but you know what? You'll be okay. Men have to take the lead in this. And in these communities, black men have to take the lead in this. And that's not, that's not denigrating the position of women, and that's not denigrating the accomplishment of women in these communities. It isn't. It's just time for men to start taking the lead in these situations. Otherwise, we can't put the families, otherwise we can't put the families back together. Men have to be the glue that holds these communities together and moves them forward. They have to be. Again, neither of the political parties, neither of them, the Republicans or Democrats, are, are willing to talk about such things. And people who are pushing socialism that leads to communism is based on destroying the family unit and replacing the, the head of the fam, family with government, which unfortunately is what a lot of communities already have, where daddy is government, whether that government is a state government that sends a check every month or that government is a federal government that sends a check every month that pays for groceries, that pays for a place to live. Government has become big daddy. So you don't need the father in the house. You don't need the, 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 the black man in the community. You don't need that. Why? Because if government will come in and be that person, So there are, and that proves that there are no, for me anyway, that there there are no political solutions to these problems. These are all internal, family, community-based situations that we have to be able to handle ourselves. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back uh, with the remainder of the program right after these messages. Thank you ever so much for coming. Are you looking for a reliable transportation, but you don't have a bunch of money? Are you wary of used car types? And you should be. 
You just need a car you can afford and a dealer you can trust. Great news. Good Guy Cars is here. John Desbrow is something you don't find every day. An honest, used car dealer. Good Guy Cars is at 8412 Industrial Boulevard in Tampa, Florida. The phone number is 813-999-9992. That's 813-999-9992. The web address is www.goodguycars.com. In America, there are three proven ways to build wealth. Business, investment, and real estate. All three seem to have high hurdles to jump to get into, but believe it or not, real estate is the lowest of the three hurdles, and multifamily real estate investing is the best way to go. From duplexes to apartment complexes, multifamily investing brings the biggest bang for your investment buck. My friends at Buy It, Rent It, Profit and the Landlord Academy are ready, willing, and able to get you going on the path of building wealth. Contact Joe Ebanks and Brian Chavis at buyitrentitprofit.com. Buyitrentitprofit.com. All right, we're back. Thanks ever so much. Um, for some time with me this morning. I appreciate it. And this morning here. And again, if indeed you hear the program, do me do me a big solid. Um, send me an email at WLS860 at gmail.com and let me know where you heard the program, whether you were on the Blog Talk Radio site or you heard it on Twitter or you are our Google Podcast or wherever you heard it. it. It would be really, really helpful to us to let let us know where people are actually listening. Um, because I want to be able to market where people actually are. I like this platform. I like the way this works. I, I, you know what? I'm very comfortable here. This is, I've done 2,500 um, broadcasts on blog talk radio um, in the past 11 years. Uh, I think I figured it out that I've, I, I do something on blog talk radio every other day. I've been doing it every other day for 11 years. And, and even with in 2014, uh, I took, I had to take like four months off because I was recovering from heart surgery and they thought I had a stroke. So I found that like this, because uh, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't talk, let alone sit up for 45 minutes. I couldn't sit up in a chair for 45 minutes. Um, but even with that, it looks like I've done some broadcasting on, on, on BTR every other day for 11 years. So I'd love to hear where you hear the show whether it's on iTunes or wherever it happens to be broadcast, that would help us in our marketing efforts greatly. Okay. Um, what we're talking about is we're seeing now is, is because it's election season, this, the, the left has a full court press on to, to, to make black people think that um, the other side is against them. The other side um, wants to destroy them. Other side wants to, according to Joe Biden, put them back in chains. Uh, that they're going to that that black people are going to lose all, all the gains that they've made, and the only reason that they've made it, they've made any gains is because of 
of the left of, of or Democrats. Well, well, and and that's been the thing. The thing is, offer people something for free and then address them in a fearful manner. Again, we can have a whole program or or a series of programs. Someone, someone out there could use this as an idea, and and, and if you use it as an idea, run with it. You could have a whole show just based on the concept of reparations. You could do a whole podcast and do hundreds of programs, you know, interview thousands of people based on just reparations. So, I, you know what, I'm not going to even suggest for a second that I can address the whole situation with reparations here in the next five minutes. I'm not even going to try. But what's happening is you're seeing more ever, almost every single Democrat candidate is talking about reparations. Why? Because from a marketing standpoint, it's the hot thing. It's the hot thing. Because if you don't talk to black communities about about reparations, then you can't, then, then, then they think that we're not going to accept them and vote for them, right? That's the deal. So it's all about reparations. And it's all about getting the orange plague out of office. That racist bitch who's in office, getting him out. Now, what, we, what I think what we're learning is that they want Trump out because without Trump getting kicked out of office, they're, what they're most afraid of is that they can't beat him. They can't beat him. What black people, I think, but in this community, what black America has to do is we have to do some introspection about our own communities, and we have to do some introspection about some of these people who are running for offices, not just president, but um, Congress, uh, governors, state legislators, county commissioners, city council, mayors, and really looking into into them and their effect if they've had a positive or negative effect on our communities. And sort of leave this whole party this whole party nonsense behind. I really do. Uh, I really believe that. I really believe that, that the best thing to do is leave all this party nonsense behind and start looking at and what is more beneficial? That's what we really have to concern ourselves with. And I think, in a way, it's starting to happen. Uh, my friend Candy Lowe here in Tampa has started, and actually, she didn't just start it recently. She's been doing it for a lot of a lot of years. Something called a Black Business Bus Tour. And what you do is, if you're a Black-owned business, you pay a little money to get on the tour. And what happens is she rents these really nice coaches. People pay $5 on the coach, help pay for the coach. And the coaches take tours of black owned businesses around the city. So you pay a little money up front as a black owned business, and then this random Saturday, it isn't random, you know people are coming. Uh, seven or eight 
luxury coaches pull up to your business, people, first of all, they buy things and at least they know you're there. So what happens to those dollars? Those dollars stay in the community. Yep. Better solution than anything else. So this is starting to happen. And people like Candy are more interested in people who are really interested in helping the community other than the D or the R that's behind their name politically. It's the economic piece that we have to get. And secondly, it is the cultural um, piece that we have to get to. Doesn't have anything to do with DNR. Doesn't have to do anything to do with the the orange plague of Trump. It has to do with what we're doing and how we're doing it. And are we are we willing to do it if it gets tough? That's what it has to do with. All right, listen, we got to get out of here and make room for somebody else. Uh, I hope that um, you liked it. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something. Love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.